you know, when, when you meet somebody who's really wise, they make really good decisions. There's a reason. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I am your host, Donald Miller. Today, we're going to talk about how to get through sort of a, an overwhelming number of decisions, specifically in marketing. I think the framework that we're going to talk about today works in all sorts of decision making. But my head of marketing, Marley Joseph, uses it to run her ship. And my friends, she runs a tight ship. If you have all sorts of opportunities before you and you're not sure which ones to move forward on, which ones to throw away, or how to move forward, we're going to solve that problem on today's episode of the Business Made Simple podcast. Again, I'm talking with Marley Joseph. She is the Director of Marketing here at Business Made Simple. Marley's going to pull back the curtain around a method she uses called ICE. It's an acronym. It's actually developed by Sean Ellis of Growth Hackers. She uses ICE in order to make decisions. Stay with us. Today, it's all about using a decision-making framework that is going to help you get more done. So many small business owners dream about selling their small business, but they don't know where to start. You know it's worth something, but what is it really worth? So who can you trust in that space? I have partnered with my friend Michael Arietta at Garden City. This is a private equity firm out of Atlanta, Georgia. Mike has bought dozens and dozens of small businesses. They keep them, by the way. They don't flip them. And I love that because he's just committed to creating a great place to work for all of your employees. But the bottom line is, if you're saying, I don't know what this thing is worth, I don't know if I can even sell it, Mike is the first guy that you want to talk to. You can go to sellyoursmallbusiness.com right now. You fill out a form, and then Mike's team will get in touch with you. But just that conversation, just that conversation is going to give you a much better picture, a much clearer picture of what you're actually looking at in terms of how much your small business is worth. So go to sellyoursmallbusiness.com, sellyoursmallbusiness.com. It is a great place to start if you are thinking about selling your small business. The fourth quarter is upon us. It's time to hit your revenue targets, finish strong, and win Q4. But before you can win Q4, you have to close deals. Before you can close deals, you have to fill your pipeline and nurture prospects. And to do all of that, you need easy-to-use, all-in-one sales software, like HubSpot Sales Hub. It's where sales teams can prospect smarter, grow revenue faster, and mine deeper customer insights. Sales Hub's all-new prospecting workspace gives your sales reps a single cohesive view of their work so they can focus on what really matters, building relationships with customers. And with a new deal management tool, reps can easily categorize and prioritize deals so they can identify ways to accelerate revenue growth. It's smart software for smart sales teams who want to close the year strong. Win the fourth quarter with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com sales. Marley Joseph, welcome to the show today. I can't believe we've never had you on. I know. It's so much fun to be here. Thanks for having me, Don. Well, it's it's past time. You've been director of marketing for quite some time. You have done an exceptional job. Your team continues to grow. And of course, we only uh, add more to your plate when you do a good job. That's the downside of actually being <laughs> a competent employee. You just get more responsibility. Uh, but you tend to love it. However, I'm curious about how you do. I mean, we hand you so much stuff. And occasionally... You come back and say, uh, we ain't doing that one. And uh, then I try to repackage it, call it something else and send it back your way. And it, so far that hasn't worked. 
but you're kind of like a goalie, right? We're kicking things at you, and and uh, some things get through, some things don't. I, I found out recently it's because you use a decision-making framework uh, when it comes to marketing, and we thought this would be a great topic for our podcast. What in the world decision-making framework are you using, and how does it work? Yeah, well, the decision-making framework that we use when we're really setting our priorities for the quarter is called the ICE scoring method. So I did not come up with this, can't take the credit there. It was really made popular by Sean Ellis of Growth Hackers, but we have just found it to be so effective in marketing when it comes to growth and really prioritizing. I think, especially as a small business, I think this is probably the case for all marketers, but especially in a small business that is growing at a rapid pace like ours is, there's always so much that you could be doing. And there's, especially when you work with great people like I do, I have a fantastic team. There's always so many ideas of things you could be doing that honestly, all of them would probably move the needle and grow revenue or grow leads or whatever we're working towards, but we can't do it all. Right. I mean, we're a team of seven and we're supporting two brands and multiple products. So there's only so much you can do in a quarter or in a year, whatever your time frame is. So we like to use the ICE method to really help us prioritize what is going to make the biggest impact. I know you're being thrown a lot of stuff because I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy usually throwing it at you. And how do you evaluate what we need to do from what we need to let go? What's What are the filters that you are using in order to do that? I imagine that ICE is an acronym. And what are those filters? Yeah, great question. So ICE stands for impact, confidence, and ease. So those are three filters that we're putting every project idea through. What our process is as a team, we'll get together our marketing team and we will come up with ideas. So everyone brings ideas to the table. It's not just me as the leader. Every single person on the marketing team brings ideas to the table, presents them. And then as a team, we score them in those three categories, impact, confidence, and ease. So the I that stands for impact, that means assuming that this project works, it works fantastically. Will this truly make a significant difference in our ability to achieve our goals and objectives versus doing nothing at all? And that's that's, of course, you know, the first thing you've got to have are goals and objectives. So you got to know where we're going in order to to measure whether or not this is going to help us get to where we're going. So we might talk about that a little bit later. But then you're actually asking, okay, if this goes if we hit a home run here. If this goes extremely well, does it move us toward our objective by a mile, by an inch or whatever? And are you comparing and contrasting this with other ideas? Yeah, absolutely. So we look at past initiatives that we've undertaken as a team or as a company. You know, if it's something you've never done before, you can look at data from other companies, how it's worked for them. If it's a brand new idea that no one has ever done before, which rarely happens in marketing, but let's say it is, you know, sometimes it's just your best guess. This isn't an exact science. It kind of helps you just narrow down ideas, but you rate it from one to 10. So 10, this is going to have the biggest impact. It's going to skyrocket our company. The best idea that we could have come up with one might be more like, okay, we didn't really see results from this. or it You didn't. don't anticipate seeing much many results. Yeah. What's amazing to me is that any company would do anything that they wouldn't anticipate having a giant impact, but you actually see it all the time. And I'm just going to say this, you see it all the time, especially in marketing, especially in marketing. I mean, stuff, bad billboards, bad commercials, uh, all that kind of stuff that can't possibly move the needle other than some vague brand awareness got passed. 
And literally it got passed because the team didn't stand up and say, wait a second, what's the impact this is going to have on our brand? So this one is huge. And I'm glad to know that my company actually has this as a filter. Yeah. And, you know, it's so hard when anyone is excited about an idea to not think this is going to be this is going to have a huge impact. This is is cool or this is fun or this is Mm -hmm. neat or we saw it on, you know, Instagram and thought it was really cool or it's going to get us a bunch of followers on Instagram that never lead to sales. All that stuff is bogey impact. And what I mean by is you're tracking stuff that doesn't actually move the needle, pay payroll or any of that kind of stuff. So define impact again for the audience. What do you mean by impact? What we mean is, will this make a difference in the goals that we set as a company? You know, we follow our own frameworks as a company. You know, we have three economic priorities that are set at the top by leadership. And as a marketing team, every quarter when we're sitting down to use the ICE method to determine what projects we're going to work on, we're filtering everything through that. So we know what our priorities are, then it really gives us guardrails for what ideas we're going to come up with in that meeting. Even if someone has a great idea for something that's not part of our three priorities, that wouldn't really be considered in this meeting. We're really basing it off our three economic objectives. And then what I always recommend for people who are going to use this method is taking one additional step before you kind of let your team loose into brainstorming. What I will do kind of as the marketing leader is I will give my team even more guardrails on what kind of ideas to come up with. So taking our three economic priorities, I will say, okay, for Q4, which we're preparing for now, this is what is going to move the needle the most to meet our goals this quarter. This is what we really need to focus on. So my team knows, okay, I need to come to this meeting prepared with list building ideas, or uh, we need to improve our conversion rate here. I'm going to come prepared with ideas about that. So that kind of helps you from getting ideas that are all over the place and really helps you focus from all the way to the top down to at the marketing level, what's going to move the needle this quarter. And then you'll be ready to score after that. Yeah. You're speaking to something that I think all small business owners understand, but we forget from time to time. And that is, you know, if your marketing team is costing you $350,000 a year in labor, you can get millions and millions in return, or you can get nothing from the exact same payroll investment based on whether or not these people understand what is a priority and what is not, what is important to do and what is not important to do. In fact, it can cost you a lot more than that because you might spend half a million dollars on ad spend on a really bad idea that's not going to move the needle. The Gold Digger Podcast, hosted by Jenna Kutcher, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each episode of the Gold Digger Podcast helps you discover your dream career with productivity tips, social strategies, business hacks, inspirational stories, and so much more. Go check out a recent episode titled, Is Digital Course Academy Really Worth It? In that episode, Jenna welcomes four course makers from her community onto the show where they share their transformative journey from skepticism to success after enrolling in her Digital Course Academy, proving that it is possible to overcome self-doubt and achieve more than you have ever imagined. Listen to the Gold Digger podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. All right. So calculating projected impact is step one in the decision-making filter. What is step two? 
Step two is the C, which stands for confidence. So how confident are we that this idea is going to work? If it's something tried and true that you've done a million times, you have data to back up, you might give that idea a 10. But let's say it's something brand new, you've never done it before, you're probably going to score it lower. And that's a little bit more of a risk. That's where you really need to score all three to make sure, even if this is a little bit of a risky idea, we've never done it before, you know, the impact's going to be huge. So the score would end up being higher. Is risky like we don't know whether we're going to be able to execute on it or as risky as we think our impact could be really great, but it could also be zero. We don't know. What do you mean by risk? Both? Yeah. We don't, we don't know if it's going to work or not. So even if this idea worked for X company or, you know, it's just a really solid idea, if we've never done it before, it might not work for our audience. You know, we might not have the resources that so-and-so had when they executed it, whatever that is. Just how confident are we that this will work for our product, for our audience, our campaign, whatever it is. So that's really what we're scoring with the C. Marley, you and I are wired sort of similarly in some ways. I'm extremely confident in my ideas. Uh, <laughs> what do you do when you are confident in your idea, but a team member, because we've, you know, we have a very open communication here and nobody ever, you know, feels bad about saying, I don't think it's going to work. What do you do when your team member says, Marley, I, I don't, I don't have the same confidence that you do. What, what do you do then? Well, that's what I really love about this method is your own idea. It's just, it's the whole beauty of it because I think almost everyone thinks their idea is going to work. Otherwise you right. wouldn't bring it to the meeting if it's a bad idea. And that's why I love doing it as a team. We're all giving our scores for every idea in every category. So even if I think it's a fantastic idea, everyone else might score it low. And then, you know, my idea might not be the one that we go with just because every team member is measuring that. Yeah. What I really like about, you know, in this particular example, too, is there's a method called the hippo method where the highest paid person's opinion is the method you go with. And I just think that there's so, especially at our company, there's just, everyone has so many good ideas and there's so many creative, it's a creative people. Group of people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I never want to lead with that method. So, I mean, my idea might not be the best one. And if it's not, everyone else is going to score it low. So the, the C really allows for sort of open communication. It invites criticism. It invites the question, are you who here is confident this is going to work? Who who here isn't? It's a it's fantastic. And and I think a lot of us who have very strong ideas and like to get our stuff done, it's gonna feel like throwing the brakes on occasionally. But I remember I remember coming up with a couple ideas that I thought would be really great. And we did a little product brief on them to discover. Even I changed my mind. Thinking, well, now we look at the data this way, I can see that this would be a really bad idea. So to stop and actually think about and I love the I love how confident are you? That's great. All right. E, the final uh, leg of the three-legged stool here. What's E about? Yeah. So E stands for ease. So how much effort and output will be required to complete this and complete it in a timely and excellent way? So every project is going to take a different amount of time. And this is just another way to keep your idea in check. So even if it's a fantastic idea, it's I've. But it's going to take all the bandwidth from the entire company to get it done. <laughs> you, got, you got the yeah, algorithm it is falling apart. Not be the best idea for a quarter. And I think this one is especially helpful for small companies, small teams, because 
there are so many amazing marketing ideas out there, so many great things that you should be doing in marketing, but it might take all of your team's bandwidth for the whole quarter or more than a quarter, or you have, might have to bring in other teams that you know need to be focused on X, Y, or Z. So the E is really just important for keeping yourself in check of okay, this is going to take a lot of work, but we think the impact's only going to be a six. So it's just the time doesn't equal the output. And that's something that we always, being a small company, a small team, the E is always really important to us. Well, it's a terrific framework and it's working over in your department. Your department is hitting a bunch of home runs and we know we're throwing a lot of stuff at you and we're grateful for you, Marley. I think this decision framework is going to be repeated by a lot of the people listening to this podcast. I think a lot of people are going to be able to use this information. Marley, thanks for coming on. We'll have you back. Is that all right? Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Don. Great conversation with Marley Joseph. I love frameworks like this, especially super easy ones that are easy to remember. You know, when, when you meet somebody who's really wise, they make really good decisions. There's a reason. They have some sort of algorithm that they're going through, even if it's intuitive, that's helping them make great decisions. And this is certainly one of them. All right, two things for our plan of action today. As you know, at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can use to benefit you and your business immediately. There's really two today. The first is teach ice to somebody. Teach it to your kid. Teach them impact, confidence, and ease. But teach it to somebody. Because I know when I turn around and teach something to somebody, I metabolize it. I internalize it so well, and it just takes teaching it to somebody. The other thing is on the whiteboard in your office, write uppercase I, uppercase C, uppercase E, impact, confidence, ease, and then put decision-making framework. Because if you put that on the whiteboard, somebody at some point in some meeting is going to see it reference it and say, hey, why don't we take it through this framework? You want to sort of incorporate this into your business operations. The better decision-making all of your people have, the better the results are going to be every week, every month, every year. And so the only way to indoctrinate this into your entire team is to put it on the whiteboard, use it five or six times. By the eighth time somebody hears about it and uses it, they will use it from that point on. So I love this framework. I'm grateful to Marley Joseph for bringing it to us from apparently Sean Ellis over at Growth Hacker. Fantastic. Incorporate this into your small business and make better decisions. Okay, everybody. Thank you as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we are obsessed, absolutely obsessed with helping you grow your small business. See you again next week.